Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online. Hello, welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast by Wales Online, brought to you by Gulliver's Sports Travel. I'm Ben James and I'm joined by our rugby writers, Simon Thomas and Andy Howe. Uh, gents, we've just been at the Principality Stadium to watch yet another defeat to the All Blacks, this time 33-18. I suppose uh, it's a case of a uh, Groundhog Day, isn't it? Benjamin, you're a very young chap. Andrew and I here are both in our 50s. And as every passing year goes by, we ask ourselves, will we ever tick it off our bucket list? Will we ever see Wales beat New Zealand? At half time today, uh, an esteemed colleague said to me, we'll never have a better chance. It was 12-11, New Zealand missing a lot of players, making mistakes. Wales had dominated the first half. At one point, the possession and territory was something like 89-81 to Wales after about half an hour. And, you know, you, you dare to dream. You dare to dream when you're in the game. But I'm afraid it was it was deja vu all over again in that second half. And this, what did we say when we were before? This autumn is following that pattern. Lose against Australia in the first one. A scrappy win against the Tier 2 side. Competitive against New Zealand for 50 minutes and lose by 15-odd points. And then South Africa in the last game. It's all going to script. Indeed it is, Andy. Yeah, but uh, I... I... <laughs> There was no stage, <laughs> at no stage during that game today. I don't think I thought the Wales were going to win it. I always thought New Zealand had uh, uh, Sonic in hand because they're just so much more clinical than Wales. I think today they had about six chances, took five of them, scored yeah. five tries. You know, we can look at the stats, territory and possession. Wales dominated, I think it was 60-odd percent uh, on both counts. Mm. And uh, But you look at running metres, New Zealand made substantially more metres than Wales and they took their chances and of course the scoreboard shows they were 15 points better than uh, than, than, than Wales so it, 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 great, good effort from Wales and there were some encouraging aspects of play but on the scoreboard they were pretty well beaten at the uh, at the end yeah 68 possession I mean the tackles made you know um, 43-95 and as I say after half an hour it, it was you know, in every aspect apart from the scoreboard, it was hugely one-sided. But the trouble was, every time they attacked from wherever it was in the field, yeah. you, you saw a potential try coming. Very telling for me in the post-match press conference when I sat in, Warren Gatton said, we spoke before the game, we felt if we had to win this game, if we are going to win this game, we had to contain their wingers. Their wingers scored four tries. And there's the difference between the teams and there's the difference between winning and losing. In the Holo and the... Ione just couldn't contain them but I mean how good is this boy Ione and you've seen a few good wingers in your time oh he's brilliant isn't he and uh, and you know he's up for world player of the year and he's probably uh, and re- young re- player of the year yeah yeah re- <laughs> you know re- really ought to win both awards um, he's so good that they picked him against the Lions that says it all, all to me you know he's so young but they you know they'd have no hesitation in putting him in <clears> against the Lions because they rate him that highly in New Zealand and you know, until two days ago, we didn't even know he was going to play in this match. He was allegedly he was out of the game. He'd injured his shoulder against Scotland. That was the end of him. Miracle recovery. And he's on a pitch, didn't shirk any contact. And whenever he had the ball, I think he always beat, uh, beat somebody. You know, and then sometimes he was getting the ball on the back foot under intense pressure, having to clean up and all. He's still beating people. He's got everything, hasn't he? They, Footwork, just, speed, they just keep churning them out. Well, how, many, how many have we seen over the years? You had Howlett, we had Roca Coco, we've had Surveyor in recent times. Gatlin came out with a great quote afterwards. He said, like, he said, like, oh, yeah, New Zealand doing as they tend to finish about 27. He's yeah. got seven more years. Yeah, yeah. It's just a production line, isn't it? And uh, and the other bloke, no, no, though, today was uh, unstoppable, wasn't he? Two great finishes. Two, yeah, well, finish, but, but what I liked about that one finish, 
how he swapped the ball from his left yeah. hand to his right hand and kept defending all to do with balance and all. How often do we see um, Northern Hemisphere wingers carry the ball in the wrong arm? Yeah. It just shows, you know, that goes back again. Oh, well, they coached in New Zealand is all about skill and all. And you know exactly what to do. I suppose the fact that the wingers got so much opportunity was just because of how exposed Wales were in the 13 channel. They're missing someone like Jonathan Davis, who's who's the defensive linchpin in that area. And today, you know, I thought I thought Scott and Owen Williams going forward looked all right, but as, as a new partnership, it just it just got exposed in that 13 channel. I think in the middle of the pitch, we looked all right. That was that was the difference, wasn't it? It was interesting because another point Gartner made was it was actually a set piece. That, yeah. that that New Zealand were particularly dangerous off line out and scrum. It was always going to be a tricky one, you know, uh, for Scott Williams in that outside centre channel. He's essentially, you know, primarily the 12. I think Scott had a decent game, took his try well. Um, and then I think right at the end, if you look at that Ioni's try, second try, that really was a case where we were asking too much because I think we we at that point Scott Williams had gone off, mm. Jamie had come on, Jamie Robson came at twelve. You're asking Scott then to defend it outside centre, just completely alien. Yeah. I think I think Jamie tripped over, so, <laughs> so Owen's there, just you know, yeah. Owen Williams is yeah, just yeah, there. That, that was a good move as well, wasn't it? Beautiful Beautiful move. runners and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, you know, their position they got pace. Seven man scrum as well. Yeah, they got pace. You know, it was the same in New Zealand in 2016. They destroyed us with their pace. And uh, and running and to the, you know you give out those guys an inch and they take a mile. We just couldn't contain those wings. Yeah, and Wales as well. Also, mind at times as well. Wales defended quite narrowly, which created space for no. Yeah, well, I think that's 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 because they were getting sucked in on the thirteen channel. The amount of times Harry yeah. must have to step in. I thought yeah. and New Zealand I, against Scotland, all they did was play Warren ball. They went up the middle all the time. I thought Leonard Brown had a big impact when he came well, on outside centre for Crotty. They yeah, lose Crotty and he came on. And he, he he gives them such width that way. The worrying thing for me. Was you talked about the channels of defence that were found wanting? They did seem to get outside us quite easily at times. Maybe our defence seemed to be a little bit narrow, but they're, they're, they're incredibly hard to defend against, you know. And yeah. uh, it's frustrating because you know Andy's right. You know, even though we totally dominated that first half in, in territory and possessions, got that very good try at the end, one point at the break. You're right. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't never feel we were. Maybe we become desensitised to the idea of winning <laughs> against them, haven't we? Maybe you know. You know, we have become conditioned to losing, losing against, against the All Blacks, and maybe it's, 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 it's thirty. Know, it's thirty games now. Thirty defeats to the All Blacks in a row for Wales. Yeah, and if you look at the other stats, tries conceded in those thirty games, points conceded, and points scored, and tries scored, and all you know, mm. it makes a gap even look so much wider. Mm. And Jess, it's not exactly thirty narrow defeats, is it? No, I mean, I think we've come away. It's a very similar narrative that that we, we're talking again about the difference being the clinical edge. The two sides had one team took their chances much better. I mean, if you look at that game, there were sequences, weren't they? I mean, at the very start of the game, the opening couple of minutes in that passage of play where Reese Webb got uh, the bang. Right. That, uh, Ended his game early. Wales pounded away. Couldn't quite find a way through. I've been I've been looking at this for a couple of years now, eighteen months to two two years, and Wales score a large percentage of their tries off first phase. If you look today, lovely try which was created by Hallam Amos, um, playing off 10-12, coming through the midfield, and then um, bigger again the linked, finished well by Scott Williams. First phase try. The second try Wales scored off a scrum. Good finish. Good strength from Gareth Davis, first phase try. Where we struggle, and have done for some time now, is when we build 
phases, but it becomes kind of sluggish, slow ball, deep in the opposition territory. We struggle to find a way to turn those positions into tries. A lot of that to do is with ball presentation at the ruck. We don't. It's a non-hemisphere thing, really. They don't present the ball so quickly at the ruck as the Southern Hemisphere tend to do, so the ball is not there on a plate for the scrum half just to uh, whip it away with a bit slower resetting, if you like. What's interesting, with first phase, you said earlier New Zealand scored some of their tries off first phase, it's easier to score off first phase anyway because there's more space on the field, and that's when pace really comes into it, and you can make it tell. And Wales scored that try today, that was a fantastic move. I I thought that was their best backs move probably in years. Uh, Owen Williams was actually at outside half, Bigger looked around him. Yep. Um, bigger looked around him. Give it to Al. Yeah, and then uh, give it to Alan Amos. Perfectly timed run. Um, that's what cut the line. The line, great angle. Back to bigger, and then uh, and and Scott Williams, who uh, did the right thing by going for the line him, uh, himself. It was a classic try, really. It was all about timing and position. It was almost like an all-black type move. Yeah, I suppose if you break it down to three areas of the game, you obviously got first phase which you know clearly that's where we we look most threatening repeat phases where we run out of ideas the other part of the game is is transitions isn't it and i I thought today uh wales got a lot of turnovers and every time they got a turnover like the first instinct is get the ball to the other touchline and then just kick and give it back to them Uh, that's that's something that we did far too often today and then it's just giving damien mckenzie that lot of chance to run back i I just don't see the thinking behind there was there was a period in the second half in particular where we got caught not quite knowing what to do because uh, whereas in the first half our forward carries were making good yards and we were pumping forward, it wasn't happening so much in, in the second period, and they were going through phases not really getting anywhere, but they were kind of wary of kicking as well because yeah. if you kick poorly or without a great chase in it to the likes of Mackenzie to Ione and a whole Linnet Brown, you got problems. So you, you kind of run out of ideas, and the, the classic example of that, I guess, was was the interception try where. It was a slightly tired pass from Daniel Bigger, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. probably ran out of ideas, picked off. I only, I only picked it off a mile away and in for the try. So, yeah, that's the trouble. I mean, they lost their way in that second half when they really... I mean, the template was there, wasn't it? Because I think as um, Sean Edwards made a very good point in the week and he was saying, how do you defend against um, New Zealand? He said, you do what Scotland did, you keep the ball. Mm-hmm. And Wales did that in the first half, you know, and limited them to two strikes. Um, a couple of strikes and that's the only way you can do it against them you've just got to limit their opportunities how many points did they score they thought 33 points yeah, five tries five tries one given that's, away so it, maybe you it, could have got away today probably with 25-26 points which would make you competitive but the point is then if you are going to do that and limit the opposition when you get the opportunities yourself you've got to be able to take them was it two well, tries first half Naholo scored in the yeah. same corner didn't yeah, he yeah three, cha- three chances two tries and that was about yeah. the only three times well I th- actually I think they only visited the Welsh 22 twice and they scored both times and I think the third chance they had a chance he threw no, actually pass. threw a bit of a, mm. a show, show, showboating pass just outside I think it was just outside yeah. the 22 Yeah, I think if you look at those periods where not just this game but over a number of uh, matches now where Wales have had consecutive phases in the opposition 22 and quite often they end up with a drop goal or a penalty because then that will come and it leads to something out of it but they, they struggle to sort of find a way through what they, they do lack in those situations is the kind of big ball carrier who when, can run on an angle if you look at the try that I think Johnny Gray scored for Scotland today yeah. just hit a lovely angle come in at pace a big man like that you're not going to stop him well, well, where's Scotland? Jamie Roberts they don't pick him anymore. He's on a bench today. 
but I mean, we've already yeah, talked. Yeah, that's. Yeah. A, I was talking more about like the forward, the forward. carriers. Yeah. I mean, the, the man who, who is missing on that front at the moment is Ross Moriarty. Yeah, he gives you that dynamism and the ability to hit that kind of angle. But I will say, I mean, we might talk about it later. But there was one man, one forward in the field yeah. who did give us that today in terms of his carrying and his ability to break the line, and just another absolutely exceptional performance from Josh Navidi. I mean. The stats just speak for themselves. 14 carries, which he gained 47 metres, 14 tackles. We had this discussion, didn't we? Josh Navidi, fantastic stalwart servant of regional rugby. Has had a couple of opportunities for Wales against tier two, tier two nations um, on tour. Can he step up in, against the big sides, given this opportunity? Well, hasn't he just done that? Great performance against Australia and the Welshman of the match today, I thought. Hats off to Josh Navidi. He has shown, yes, yes, boys, I can do it on this stage. Fantastic performance. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, of course, he has been the Blues' best player, consistently their best player, for these last few years. So, you know, there is an argument, I guess. He hasn't been picked uh, often before. But then when you look at the uh, guys who have been ahead of him in the pecking order, Warburton, Tipperich, you can understand it. But he certainly uh, proved his worth, and I guess he uh, he's made the Welsh management uh, think again because it's almost been a last resort to uh, to pick him. And the other bloke was in the same boat as Owen Williams, who looks here he's got that priceless uh, asset of seeming to have time on the ball uh, when he gets it. You know, he's been uh, strutting his stuff for uh, four years and uh, didn't have a look until the. Uh, to the summer, but he does look—you know—he does—he looks really good with the ball well, in the field. Certainly brings something. What I like about him and is he can operate in small spaces. Mm. He can operate with lots of people around him, a lot of bodies around him, and he can keep a comp- and he can see a picture. Mm. He can see what's going on, and he in those tight situations, he can, he can be right up to the line. And it was interesting today how many times he went to first receiver yeah, yeah. and bigger went outside just, him. You, you know? beat, me, beat me to that one, Simon, because I was just going to point out they work really well together. I think that suits bigger. I think Bigger looks yeah, really bigger good look when, at 12, when, when Bigger, when bigger comes running onto the ball mm. sort of laterally he threatens defences mm. I thought they worked well together and I uh, think they uh, enjoy working together I mean they've been the two big finds of the autumn haven't they Owen Williams and Navidi oh, absolutely. And it's funny yeah. to talk about Navidi being a find he made his debut about seven years ago for the Blues you know and his yeah. first test debut four years ago but it's been good they've been you know, there positives. were doubts there about Navidi could he punch his weight to this yeah. level and he's proved he can I thought as well um, if you look at the, the rest of the, the pack of forwards I think Rob Evans had another strong game got his hands on the ball Rob Evans I'd say you know, Rob Evans would be in the All Blacks team the team have played today. He would be at loosehead prop for them because he's much better than any yeah. prop around the park. He's excellent, and his hands and the Welsh at times of the day the Welsh scrum went pretty well. Scrum went at well. At times he was under scrum went pretty well. The one issue with the line out, the line out. I mean, which yeah. has been yeah. good in fairness, isn't it? Over the last year or so, it's not been too bad at all. But it, it had it. There were a few yips today, weren't there? And yeah, and New look, Zealand do contest as well. They're, they're very good at it, aren't they? And they that, that, out. that second Nahola try, if memory serves me right, it ultimately stemmed from a Welsh lost ball. I think yeah. I counted three lineouts lost in the first half. There was one more, I think, in the second. Yeah, yeah. That was a big one, wasn't it? And you can't afford to lose your primary possession against well, the All Blacks. Well, there was instances again today where Wales get in a good position and they lose the ball for one reason or another. Uh, we had they had a scrum, then they five meter scrum, I think it was, and they got a free kick against them. It was a New Zealand put in, and uh, was that first that? Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah New yeah. Zealand put in. Okay, put in. So what do you do? Try and put a bit of pressure on the scrum, force them to clear for touch. It's probably going to be just near somewhere near the twenty-two. So you keep them under the pump. But of course, you give a free kick away, and it's a get out of jail card, isn't it? You had the line out that broke down um, there, and then there was that uh, New Zealand's <clears throat> first try came from. Daft play by uh, 
Gaz Davis. He's a maddeningly frustrating player because he's such a good attacker. I just wish he would pick his yeah. moments, but he's yards offside and he carries on chasing the ball. It's as though he doesn't know the rules. You know, he needs to, sw- he needs to yeah. do some swatting this week. Uh, and again, right, because, because what happens then? Gives it, yeah, last week it was all cut, but. You're you know, people have not known rules. Yeah, but what happened then? Wales give a penalty away, New Zealand kick for touch, they win the line out, and then all those scores. Well, they are seven points. That comes back to the, just the, the aimless kicking game off transition and first base ball, isn't it? You know, because Gareth Davis is running that support line because that's what he does at the Scarlet. He always runs yeah, but, the support but, but, line but, behind the defence if. Yeah, but you can run a support line five yeah. yards ahead of it. Kick it again, you're looking across that. Isn't it? Because he's expecting people to make line breaks. But yeah. against the All Blacks, you can't do that. Yeah, it was in, it was, what interested me, actually, in the first half, I thought Wales won the aerial battle. Yeah, I thought Wales they did, did quite very well. well. Yeah, they, yeah. Were, oh, they won the they, aerial battle. They won the aerial battle. If you look at it, there were a couple of times at the dropouts, the very first dropout, and they just, they, he was allowed to bounce. There was a brilliant collect by Daniel Bigger when he chased, I think, it was someone else's kick. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had his eyes, and he was not, nobody else was having that ball. Aerially, we did well. Second half, not quite so well. But obviously, the possession went a bit more towards the All Blacks, you know. Um, I, I think the other thing that you've got to look at is... Warren Gatman talked about this in the press conference. That was a that was a tough learning experience for the, the wings, perhaps particularly Steph Evans missed a few tackles and didn't he? Uh, and, seven out of eleven, I'm afraid. Uh, which um, you know, yeah. what do you say about us, Evan? Um, well, he'll be disappointed, won't he? Um, listen, listen, he tries, he tries, and he had a right old go, and he never, didn't he never shied away from. No, ball, he didn't. And Gatman said, him and Amos other players they will learn so much from having had that experience yeah, as Ben pointed out earlier I don't think Amos was really, might have been at fault once or twice defensively but he didn't defend too badly they are, things were happening elsewhere in I a 13 channel yeah so the only thing Hallam would probably look back and there's that one spillage wasn't there when the ball came out to him on the right yeah, well, Wales, obviously slightly Wales didn't they they missed two guilt edged opportunities for tries in the first half both coming from our parliament Navidi there his two storming runs Falatel dropped the offload. There was nobody on his shoulder the other time. Yeah, and the other time, yeah, and then it, uh, poor pass from Alan Wynn. Jones meant half penny, shuffled the ball on. Wasn't a great pass, but Amos uh, dropped that as well. I mean, and, uh, you know, Wales should have walked over on that one. If you look at Steph, I mean, he's been the form player, one of the yeah, form yeah, players in rugby for the last couple of years. He's earned his position. And, you know, we talked before, I mean, we've had certain players on their first couple of games, it's all happened a bit around them, rubbing in the headlights to a certain degree. And it, it's tough, isn't it, stepping up? If you look at the Australia game, took his try really well. But then, as we said, there were a couple of exit issues. And obviously, had the ball stripped to him for the try uh, from Kirby Beale. Today, it fell off a couple of t- few tackles. Uh, and it, it, was, it was hard work for him, you know. And the question is now, can he take what he's, been, what yeah. he's learned from this autumn? And can he, st- you know, bring the positives and the yeah. attacking positives we know I think, he has? I think, I think what's important to remember is, is, you know, someone like Awani, the All Blacks have always given him at least two yards of space between the defender and the touchline. For Steph, he was always getting quite static ball uh, with a def- with drifting defence, so all he could do was step inside, and then he's mm. getting hit by two, three tacklers. That, that's that's the one. He thing had I few opportunities in space. Yeah. Very few. Yeah, yeah. One. The big, the biggest issue, of course, with him is it was his, his defence. You cannot miss that number of tackles at this level. However, I will say that Nanolo, 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 is was virtually unstoppable today. You yeah. give him that he's that close to the, giving the ball that close to the try line in space. He's got such he's got a bit of speed. And he's got so much power and a fend-off. He's so difficult to stop. And they were two brilliant finishers. Um, um, so it was hard for Steph, wasn't it? Yeah. Although, 
that first try of the All Blacks, it was Steph who actually missed the tap on Ioni in midfield. Even though Steph got you back to try and stop Naolo. They identified the kicking behind Steph, didn't they? Because Naholo's kick chase was just something else today. He, he was muscling Steph on the kick chase, and I think that was something the All Blacks had clearly identified. Yeah. So there we are. That's 30 in a row we've lost to them. The wait goes on 64 years. Yeah. Are we ever going to yeah. see it? I don't know. Well, that's all. That's all. So. Yeah, yeah. Tired, you know, there's only one uh, one one player left from that 1953 team, Courtney Moretta. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want to see it, don't we? Sooner rather than later. And I'm convinced, if England and Ireland had played New Zealand this autumn, they both of them would have beaten them. Absolutely. Because New Zealand are, uh, I know, uh, uh, New Zealand are missing for their uh, uh, first choice fun five and also today they were missing the world's best forward in Kieran Reid yeah yeah. so I'm, I'm no doubt England would have beaten them and I certainly think Ireland would have beaten them again which I guess shows where Wales are at the moment isn't that really Low well level. Wales at the moment you would say uh, Wales are, uh, even if, if Scotland had come up against that All Blacks packer today what's to say they wouldn't have, you know, well they nearly so, beat them last yeah, week didn't they got so close <laughs> last week a couple of All Blacks yeah. missing hey, they, they'd hey. probably got the win uh, Scotland destroyed Australia exactly. today. I know That's Australia had a guy sent out just before half time, but they actually destroyed him and they would have beaten him anyway, I think. Uh, so if we look at the Six Nations now, Wales at best would be fourth in the betting. So they, are we the weakest of the four home nations at the moment? Yes. <laughs> Onwards and upwards. <laughs> what do you, what do you, how do you respond to that? I think Scotland Wales, I tell you what, be an entertaining game. The way the two teams are looking to play right now, yeah. that would be fast and furious stuff. England and Ireland, we're away to England and away to Ireland, aren't we? In the Six Nations, yes. Well, we're, we're, at the moment, you wouldn't have a yeah, but huge would, amount. Would, the only, the only, only thing I will say is different tournaments, different time of yeah. the year, and it can become more of a slower I contest with Ireland as well. Roughly Ireland. Like. It's a have bit been hot and cold, haven't they? Yeah, and, and we, and are, a, we are their bogey team. And is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, our boys, you know, they got no hang-ups about playing Ireland, no. are they? And they do. Ireland today, actually, Ireland today, I think the um, they beat uh, no Argentina, oh, Argentina uh, about twenty-nine, yeah. I don't know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, something like that. Doesn't make Yeah, but I thought that you know that's a pretty good win because uh, like us, Argentina team that uh, don't suit Ireland. You know, they cause some problems with uh, physicality. Absolutely. Wales have uh, outmuscled Ireland at times. And that's uh, against Scotland. Uh, in come Six Nations, that's what Wales will look to do with them as well. Sort of drag them down to our level, outmuscle them. Well, as you say, the Six Nations, every other Six Nations country next week is finished. They're not going to be yeah. playing. It's just us going on with this fourth, yeah, with the, fourth yeah. autumn yeah, yeah, international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's to raise more money to pay for the regional game, the pro game in Wales. So before we get on to the Six Nations, we've got this match. Chicken and eggs, Asia. Yeah. We've got this match to consider, and we've got a little note in front against of me South Africa. against South Africa, and we do have one or two potential issues. we start with the injuries. Yep. Um, Reese Webb uh, picked up a concussion. You talk us through, Andy. What's, what's the protocol going to be there with Reese Webb? Well, Webb is going to have to go through the uh, HIA protocols, which means there's a there's a test for uh, once he starts taking the test. You have a test each day, a different test, and it can take about. Uh, I'll give you that example. The uh, Lee Halfpenny before the first test of the Lions. It was the Friday before he was cleared to play, so he suffered the injury the previous Saturday. So there's no so designated means- period off. Well, you, you've got to take a test. No designated period, but it does take a few days to pass these tests. 
So you cannot just like pass them all on Monday if you like. I mean, I, I, well, that's I, what it means is he will not be able to take part in uh, full training probably till next. Or I watched. I watched him when he took that bang. I and mean, his legs were completely gone from under. Ironically, he ended up passing the ball about four times and carrying it as well after going there. Uh, he had to come off. Uh, so you're obviously going to be a doubt. Um, yeah. Much more than a doubt is Jake Ball. Jake looked in a huge like amount a of pain. Less shoulder to me. He was in absolute pain. agony, wasn't he? So I think. Safe to say we can unfortunately forget him for next and, year. And then we have five players. Scott Williams, your ankle. Sorry, Scott Williams, up. ankle strap. So that's a third injury issue. And then on top of that, we have five English-based players who we at this present time, we do not know what's going to happen. I'll read them out. Three starters from today, Owen Williams, uh, Tulipi Faletau, Thomas Francis, and two members of the bench, Reese Priestman and Jamie Roberts. Just to explain the situation, the South Africa matches outside the test window. Premiership rugby policy is that uh, their clubs should not release players to other countries for out-of-window out games. So, in theory, these players will not be available. Now, it became Unless, a little, a little well, it contract, be, well, it became a contract. bit complicated, as George North yeah. was the case before. Now, Warren Gatton said uh, last week that uh, Tulipi Felato would be available and hopeful that Jimmy Roberts would be as well. Today, it was a bit less clear. He was asked about it and he said he's going to have to speak to the players involved English-based players that we all to find out. So we don't know. So they could all be unavailable. And if you look at that, if they so were all, you, we've got some real plugs to fill in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I've got a feeling Roberts could be in his contract release, maybe Falatel as well. The, do you know the player they're going to miss? Thomas Francis. Thomas Francis, because Samson, he's That's, injured. Yeah. Doesn't look like he's going like to be available. Uh, if he's not available next week, who do they play a tight dead prop? Well, next cab off the rank in the pecking order this autumn is Leon Brown yeah I thought he did alright when he came on in and then you've got but Scott, of course Scott, you have uh, been South Africa and Leon had a you know a bit of an out in at the scrum against Georgia Scott he's really 21 Scott yeah. Ben he's the other tight end in the pro- yeah just clarify on Scott now he's on loan to Bath but because he's actually he's a, a blues employee, employee, he's a employee, employee. He, he will be, a, he will be available, available. Uh, who else is there Available tight heads. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Dylan Lewis would have been an obvious one because he plays in the South. He's out with it for, uh, for a few weeks with a shoulder problem. If you look beyond that, you've got young Kira Nazarati at the Blues. Um, Paul James. Paul James, and you couldn't. Uh, um, to, be on, to be honest, it's going to be Brown and. Um, Baba. Yeah. <laughs> who's actually done well at Bath. Done very well. He's done well on so Sunday, you know. So is Ali Brown. So anyway, if you look at the rest of the positions, yeah. I mean, the problem you've got a real potential situation in the centre because we, we're pretty certain Owen Williams isn't going to be available, yeah. and Scott Williams has got this ankle now. We're not sure about it. So I think we can safely say now that, that Hadley Parks is going to have a significant role to play on his uh, first game where he's available for Wales after yeah. after completing his three-year residency. Uh, Owen Watkin. Owen Watkin could come into the equation. Yeah. Wild card is. You put Patchell in. He's Pat. Patchell, what's his fitness situation? He was in the um, casualty ward last week. I'm not sure if he's available I, again I for believe, this week. I believe someone said in press this week that he's battering Um And then if you look at Tulipi Falatau, if he's not available, I mean, I guess your option there would be to move the excellent Navidi to number eight um, with uh, Shingler continuing in six. And then obviously you've got Tipperick, who's now come back <coughs> into the fray. Made a bit of an impact in the last 10 minutes, got his hands on the ball, typically as he does. Um, so I think he comes into that equation but you're right and then also they, they, does, that, does that mean then you've got to rejig your back row then with the Lydia extra weight and strength the only problem you've got there is that Shingler was our main line option today but then you're bringing back Tipperick who is a line out 
Yeah. Well, no, so I suppose that, given, that, given, that, given that, that the line I went today, good, it, would, a good it, point, would not, it would not hurt to have both of them. I think the other thing, Shingler can roam a bit more than Tipperick, can't he? He can go middle, he can go back. Um, uh, to me, looking at it, centre and tight head proper are, are the two issues, really, because Gareth Davis obviously comes in at, at scrum line. And the other one, second row, Anne. And second what about, row. What about uh, outside half cover? Patchell. That's would to be Patchell, wouldn't it? If he's yeah. fit. So, you, yeah, and then Gareth Anscombe could possibly get a call up for the last week. I mean, if they want to look the he's the other bloke, Anscombe. I thought he was excellent when he came on. He was. For the well, the coverage and uh, the clips I've seen on the video I watched in the yeah, news game, and uh, I was, I was uh, covering a Dragons game Ammon at the time. Uh, but I thought Hanscom, Hanscom, I think would really yes. play well in this type of style of rugby. Yeah. Why, why, why because he's such a good player. That while uh, yeah, you're right. while you were in the warm covering that game uh, by the modern technology. <laughs> Uh, you, you, you broke the illusion there, haven't you? Uh, you've, uh... While you were covering that game, I was chilly, very chilly at the Arms Park. Out of facilities in Ireland. Very, very chilly. But I will say, um, certainly Blues fans have been warmed, warmed by the performance of Gareth Anscombe. Just his second outing after a lengthy layoff and a chronic groin problem. He was uh, made a really big impression off the bench with his passing, with his running, his kicking. Took a long-range penalty kick, which suggested that the whole groin problem has been resolved. And uh, yeah, probably not this weekend. But I think you know certainly he's going to come into the he's, equation because if he can get games in as well, he's a class act. You know, he's so fast off the mark. You know, you know, faster than anything in a, probably in a Welsh back division off the mark. Which mm. he pooped with that when he burst on that ball to set that try up. But I'm looking at it now and I'm wondering if worst case scenario and the, uh, the Anglo exiles and the injured players are all unavailable. They may need they, will, they may need to bolster the squad possibly in certain areas. Yeah, well, you can cover yeah. full back as well, can't you? So we're going to beat South Africa. Very tough, isn't it? Because they've, uh, they, you know, they got on the scoreboard face of it against uh, Ireland. What was it thirty-six, six or something like that? Thirty-six, three yeah, or something. It was, it was a heavy um, looked a heavy loss, but I watched that game in detail, and they were right in that game until seven minutes to go. They had uh, that was one of Ireland's best performances in the last fifteen years. Thought they were excellent. Their big names, defense was superb. South Africa was a bit like Wales, loads of ball. Got in good positions, but couldn't win clinical enough. Couldn't finish, but they will be a tough will, matchup yeah. for Wales because they did really well against Ireland up front. And uh, you know, Wales pack without these men they, um, are going to be a bit uh, runnable. Really they, struggled at the breakdown, didn't they? Yeah, they, they, they yeah. Did. Ireland played re- Ireland's big yeah. names played really yeah. well in that game, didn't they? Yeah, and of course they bounced back now by beating France and uh, a good win out in Italy, where they lost last year. Yeah, they solidified things the last bit, the last couple of weeks. This, I don't, I think they're certainly going to be tougher opponents than they were last year when they came over. What I thought was the worst South African team I've Absolutely. ever seen. Yeah, uh, it's they gonna, had a decent rugby championship as well. You know, you? if you look at it now, we're going to be going into this game, Wales. If you look, if everyone is available, there's going to be five, six, seven of that team unavailable to Wales. Underdogs. So, Wales are underdogs. Oh, absolutely, with all those people missing. When you got, but on top of that, you've got George Jones missing. You've got Sam Warburton missing. Jonathan Davis. Jonathan Davis missing. Yeah. Liam Williams missing. Samson Lee missing. Ross Moriarty missing. Jake Ball's gone now. Yeah, Jake Ball's gone now. Don't know about Webb. Corey Hill's going to come in there, I guess, and they're probably going to have to bring Seb Davis or Adam Beard onto the bench. This yeah. is the thing now, as well, we're Seb Davis can cover two positions. As right? our um, as our oh. like frontliners, and in some cases our second string are uh, injured or unavailable, or you know, 
withdrawn by their English clubs, suddenly you're really testing the depth of Welsh rugby. And what is struggling a little bit at the moment, I think, it, there's not an awful lot of experience to bring off the bench, really. Is and that'll be even more the case next week. Mm. Mm. It's going to be a tough old match for so Wales. We're going to win. It is. That's, that's the intense predictions. What are we going to do? Well, use the difference. Put your net on the line, boys. Yeah, use the difference, isn't it? It's both of us have said, oh, about uh, New Zealand, we never thought. Whereas we're going to win and all because we were we all those defeats means we are conditioned to to them uh, to losing against the All Blacks, but we're South Africa's different case, isn't it? Yeah. Wales have won twice their last three matches against them. Nobody has been feeling South Africa anymore. Ireland have beat them regular as clockwork, um, and and uh, others. So well, the Welsh players shouldn't have wouldn't have any hang-ups about playing uh, South Africa. So there's no reason why they can't win. Prediction, and that's where you predicted twenty points South Africa win, is it? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be so daft. I did predict New Zealand to win by thirty points, and it was only fifteen. Yeah. Right, so uh, New Zealand won, but I got it wrong, right? But against South Africa now, I I think South Africa will win the game. Uh, I don't think it'll be by too uh, many points. But if you know, if Wales were uh, again, with near being near full strength, I would fancy Wales. But. Um, Unfortunately, Wales got so many injuries, and you've got this thing now with these English player, English-based players. All on, most of them won't be available if further weekends uh, Wales, doesn't it? You know, they don't know to the uh, what we don't do. It's almost going to be a second-string team. It's going to be close yeah. to it. Yeah, I think South Africa. Looking at the the, the absentees in the Wales, obviously we don't know if South Africa have picked up any injuries out in Italy, but looking at the absentees for Wales, I think it's going to be very hard. And I would probably go for a narrow South African victory. What about you, Ben? That's a very good question. Um, I, I tend to agree with you, boys. Well, you know, maybe the amount of possession Wales got today against a, a defence who won't be as as watertight as New Zealand was, they will get more opportunities. It could be a bit more like the Australia game where we created. Much I wonder if we'll get as much possession against uh, South Africa. Of course, if we haven't got your, your Falatel available, Tom Francis perhaps, yeah. pop, you know, holding up a scrum, uh, you know, that does weaken scrum the is the, a little Scrum bit, is the it? one that worries me, to be honest. Leon yeah. Brown's after, a real, Leon week, Brown's a big prospect, good yeah. carry, but you know, he struggled against Georgia in the tight. I yeah. mean, who's the loose in South Africa? Is it uh, Usta's injured? He's I mean, had a serious injury. Yeah. Yeah. Played this week. Yep. So um, we have to study their team, watch their scrimmaging. Yeah. yeah. Final thought on the Wales who play number eight, Faltaus available. Would they throw Seb Davis in there again? No, I think they're going to VD at eight with Tipperick coming in at seven. There we go. On that, I suppose. Well, let's hope we're wrong. Yeah, right. we're finishing. Yeah, it's all ended a bit depressing. Right, rather, rather sobering note there. It I think is. We'll, uh, all black. That? Old luck. Yeah. Yeah, well, right, there you go. I meant to laugh then, I did. <laughs> yeah, well. I'll laugh instead. Right, there we go, lads. That's it for today, or tonight rather. Uh, you can catch all the latest reaction to the All Blacks defeat and all the build up to the second game on Wales Online.